0: We're back with an AEW special. It's been a while, Dave. Yeah, too long. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been 85 years um, since we uh, talked to an So, Welcome to the Hit and the Turnbuckle channel, everyone. Apologies, that's not the usual beginning that we do. Um, you may have seen, uh, before we start, Dave, I need to get this uh, announcement done, but you may have seen uh, on social platforms that we have partnered with Progress Wrestling uh, obviously, big shout out to the team at Progress, Lee McAteer and, and everyone involved. Uh, we can't wait uh, to partner with you this year. It starts on Sunday when myself and my better half, Rachel, will be attending the Twisted Metal show uh, this Sunday at the Electric Ballroom in Camden, highlighted by a Spike Trevay's Cade match with Kid Lykos, which should be an end to a feud that's created more carnage than anything else, Dave. But how excited are you about the partnership with us and Progress?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, absolutely buzzing about it. I mean, I'm. I'm so proud of you as well, mate. Which I know that sounds. Uh, that might sound a bit cheesy, but you've put so much effort and hard work into the hitting the turnbuckle podcast. Um. Yeah, you've just been steering the ship for a long time now, and all the messages, all the you know conversations that you've had, the back and forth, all the time you've put into it, has really. You know, paid off, absolutely paid off. And yourself, you know, you're a huge, huge guy on when it comes to indie wrestling. You're a huge fan. You go to a lot of shows. So now to be there in an official capacity with Progress. Um, obviously the biggest UK company there is up there, you know, Progress and Rev Pro really are the, the top two in in my opinion. Um, yeah, just just couldn't be happier for, for you, for, for Andy, for for all of us here at Hitting the Turnbuckle, um. but particularly yourself. um. But, yeah, great news and good to see it all going viral on social media today. And Progress putting it on their website is, is a big deal.
0: Yeah, it blew up the phone, that's for sure, uh, which was nice in, in the nicest possible way, of course. Uh, but, yeah, big thanks to everyone at Progress Wrestling. We will see you Sunday. If you haven't already got tickets, go on the Progress website or just follow the links on the Progress website. Uh, Pages that they tag in, you will get your tickets for the show. I don't think that there's many left. And, of course, if you want to see the show and you see myself and Rachel there, do not be afraid to come up and say hello. We'll be more than happy to greet you. I don't know why we're saying greet you, but just to say hello. It would be great to see anyone at the show on Sunday and going forward, of course. Um, Anyway... Moving swiftly on to uh, the, what we're going to be talking about this week uh, is the week, kind of a week in AEW. Uh, we yeah. normally do separate shows, uh, but now we're going to focus it on one main one and, and cover it all off. Um, collision this week, they, they didn't do a collision due to the NBA. Um I don't know about how I feel about that. I mean, I, I get it maybe from a ratings perspective, a channel perspective. Obviously, the the channel that they're on is heavily involved in in the NBA. But could they not have just maybe moved it or moved it to another night?
1: Yeah, I think I think perhaps they did do that last time, um, and it just didn't go particularly well. So, as you say, the the kind of a little bit of conflict in terms of the NBA being on the same network. Um. So I I don't mind it it's I was I was disappointed that it wasn't on but absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that and <laughs> uh, yeah I think I think a week off isn't the worst thing to happen um yeah I think I think Rampage is pretty good this week as well so we got perhaps got some more eyes on Rampage when people perhaps don't check it check it out week in week out I think that might have increased the viewership for that I'm not sure I haven't seen the numbers um but but, yeah, uh caught me off guard.
0: I didn't realise that it wasn't on, so I went to watch it and it wasn't there. <laughs> didn't didn't appear on, on the planners. Um, yeah. We, we, we'll talk Rampage. I mean, there was a Rampage actually, not this week, just gone the week before, done its highest rating in, in ages. And, and yeah. what I've liked about it, and obviously I've been reviewing the Rampage shows and watching it quite weekly, and we'll get on to Dynamite, but it's a nice little fodder we'll talk about Rampage quickly. Um, what I've liked about it is it's kind of got its – there's the odd match thrown in – for no reason really and and I've said that sometimes less is more and perhaps you could take that match away yeah uh, that's not really needed and concentrate on actually Rampage has its own kind of storylines going on like with Soraya and and people like that and I think that's the the good thing sometimes is we do have free shows and the storylines do differ a lot of the time and I like that because it gives you a bit of variety when watching a show yeah
1: definitely definitely as you say it's got its own story beats and you know some stuff that you wouldn't be necessarily aware of if you weren't watching dynamite and you weren't watching collision so it gives you incentive to watch it and see some of your other characters which you perhaps not seen on a wednesday uh you get to see on a friday so yeah i i think it's a pretty solid show the wrestling's always been good Mm. you know it could because they they it's quite an efficient error isn't it you know they tend to Three or four matches in, and as you say, mixing a bit of story in as well, um, it really does fly by, and you tend to see some of the guys that, as I say, you just you you're accustomed to seeing the likes of Moxley and BCC, and you know the big stars on Dynamite and Collision, but Rampage definitely gives some of the other guys on the roster an opportunity. So I think it's I think it's been a pretty strong show for a while now, um, kind of going under the radar.
0: Yeah, it certainly has been. Uh, I've enjoyed the last few weeks, uh, but I do sometimes feel that the uh, the less is more. People may say that about our content, maybe less can be more. But, you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, I do enjoy it. I just wish that sometimes, you know, put that extra six minutes that you've given a match with no meaning and even add two minutes extra to each and every match, because that two minutes can sometimes be a huge difference when you're actually in the grander scheme of things of the story.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You'd never want it to feel that it's rushed. The mm. You know, just want to, you know, you want the performers to have the same opportunity and, and yeah. not just trying to cram. Um, but yeah, when they do it well, it's, it's, you know, it can, it's show of the week sometimes for me, um, you know, and, and we've been on a Friday in the States and we get it here. You know, in the middle of the night, so I tend to watch it on a Saturday morning as a bit of a like a weekly ritual, and because um, it's only an error as well, it, yeah. it doesn't take up too much time. And yeah, I think um, going back to to Dynamite, yeah, you know, we had the the um, the death match, yeah, uh, and it in my head looking at that, that was more of a rampage match potentially, but it did kind of exceed my expectations of it when I saw that it was the main event for Dynamite. I thought. Mm. You know, he's that really, Matt Taven, um, you know, is, is he really dynamite main event standard? But I was pleasantly surprised. I thought he was really, really good. And it was a match that perhaps in the past we'd have seen on Rampage, but mm. he certainly didn't look out of place in the main event.
0: It didn't. But we go back to what we've been talking about before and, and sometimes placement of matches. Yeah placement of, of of uh interviews would that not have been better it was a great match i'm not even gonna you know i'm not gonna slate yeah. the match it was a really really good match two great performers in cassidy and taban but do you not think that perhaps and this is kind of where AEW kind of needs to improve just where you position things on a show yeah. because you want the show to go off it not necessarily always on the cliffhanger but if you look at even the WWE or even Impact Wrestling, they would do, or TNA, sorry, now, they, they, they would do something at the end of the show, which makes, and I always say, which you want to watch, whether it's Collision, whether it's SmackDown, whether it's next week, just because of the how that show finished. And I, I just feel that TNA, and not TNA, Christ, am I, I just feel that like AEW just need to work on the positional places of some aspects of their show.
1: 100%, totally agree with you. And as I say, I did enjoy the main event, mm-hmm. Once it was all said and done, the show just kind of finished with Cassidy celebrating. Yeah. Whereas you had an angle earlier in the night with um, Adam Copeland and Christian. Yeah. Uh, you know, ended in a, a, a no contest, really, which is yeah. rare, or a double DQ. I'm, I'm not sure what mm-hmm. it was officially judged, but it was a no contest essentially. Yeah. And that was frustrating for me. Not that it was a no contest, but I don't mind when they throw them in occasionally because we don't get them very often in AEW. Mm. I thought it made sense. But the week before, uh, we got Hangman and Swerve. Yeah. Went to a time limit draw. Mm-hmm. The immediate aftermath, we got an announcement that the match at, the, at Revolution was going to be a triple threat. Yeah. So it was a little bit inconsistent for me that Christian and the patriarchy ruined the match
0: yeah.
1: there's no consequences and there was no follow-up so i'm not necessarily saying that we should be getting a triple threat with garcia and copeland against yeah. christ in the revolution but i just thought it was a bit inconsistent that we didn't get anything and i think if they would have ended the show that way and we were unsure what's going on we're more inclined to want to kind of tune in next week and, and see what the outcome is what the punishment there is for for Christian and the patriarchy. So yeah, I I think that should have that should have been that should have closed out the show.
0: Yes. Um and also there is a consistency issue there. Exactly. And I agree that 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 match for me, if I was gonna close it with a match instead of a segment on dynamite, that would have been the the show. I I may have even swatched I would have said switch those two around but the yeah. opening match was uh, was a great... It was like a, a kind of a br- technical brawl for one of the better words. Yeah, Dax and, Mop. and Mop. Yeah, and, and they were really... That was a such a... I mean, I loved... A lot of times of AW. they kick off the show with... Uh, it used to be Orange Cassidy for about nine, about 12 consecutive weeks of his random title matches or whatever. And I used to be a yeah. match. This match for me, it was the perfect match to kick off Dynamite this week.
1: Yeah, he was. He was a really good match. I mean, my only again criticism, if you like, is who won. Um, yeah. I, I would love to see Dax picking up a win from time to time. I know he's yeah. predominantly known as a tag guy, but we've seen yeah. him in a lot of singles matches, and perhaps we need to see cash in some more singles matches as well. Um, but I'd love I'd love one week when Dax is in this situation for him to actually pick up the win. Yeah. Um rather than just because he's a tag guy, the other guy goes over. But in terms of match quality, mm. uh, chemistry as well was fantastic. They had a great, great match and a great way to open Dynamite. I mean, I thought we might have been going for another time limit draw, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, certainly went the distance. Um, but yeah, I don't want to criticise it too much because as you say, it's a great way to start the show and AEW does that really, really well.
0: They do, yeah. It was a great feud start, really. It's been bubbling, hasn't it? The, the feud as yeah. such. Um, the only, I suppose, we're going to have to talk about this because it it kind of bodes into my question. I don't like sort of talking about stuff outside of AEW, and I know we do that because we we have to. It's I say it's part of our job, but it's not our job that we're doing. It's just a bit what we do here is just two friends talking wrestling. Um, but the stuff going on outside with Cash Wheeler. The court case; they are bringing yeah. charges to him and, and, and such and such what. So obviously there is an element of the unknown there. So do you think that is that playing into it a little bit? I, I know you've you haven't, we're getting the tag matches with FTR, but they're not singly. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the reason, but is that also playing into the mindset of AEW a little bit here?
1: Could well be, could well be a uh, less kind of individual focus on somebody that is, kind of in trouble with the law and as you say got some charges coming his way so may well be i haven't read anything in regards to that but yeah that might that might be something that's just simmering away in the background um so which is why he's kind of not hidden in tag matches but yeah not not put out there on his own you know in the spotlight as such so yeah that certainly could be is that is that kind of coming up
0: soon is it is that situation going to be resolved I can't remember when, but I know they said they were bringing charges to him. Which I, I suppose they—I suppose in in English terms—that's the Crown Prosecution Service saying that there is a case to answer. I, yeah. I think I don't know when the trial is set, or if there's—I don't know what the deal is there, but I know they're progressing forward with the case. So that's what from what has been out there. So there is obviously a, a case for uh, Mister Wheeler to answer. Uh, so to yeah.
1: Speak. And I'm not sure if it's so much the possession of the fire army. I think it's more so that he gestured with it, you know, towards mm. somebody. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how the law kind of take a view on that. Yeah. Um, but, but hopefully it's fine territory rather than sentence, because yeah. from a selfish point of view, we don't want to be, we don't want to miss FTR for too long on our, on our shows. And obviously we'd like cash to avoid any prison time. Um, and I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. But it's just an unfortunate situation. But hopefully, it will all be sorted out before long.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of detracting away from uh, a dynamite. But yeah, I hope so. That was the case, and 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 we'll uh we'll see what happens with that. And there was a couple of tidbits actually. Um, uh, about just general news from aw One was there's two injuries. Uh, Wheeler Uta and and Julia Hart are both. Currently out of action, I'm um, not sure when Wheeler's back, I know Julia's meant to be out for the whole of February, um, it's not going to affect the the title, I don't believe, um, from what I hear, but obviously it's never nice for people to be sideline injuries, especially someone like Julia Hart, who's really come on to her own these last six to eight months.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing for her, but as you say, the fact that they haven't really addressed it and she mm. hasn't um they haven't made a massive deal out of it hopefully it's just a short-term thing and even you know she might struggle to get back for revolution because i think we're only a week or two out
0: Ooh, i think yeah two weeks so away.
1: so that might come too soon for her um but yeah if she hasn't got to relinquish the title that's that's positive because that suggests that she's it's not going to be long-term it in regards to Wheeler, I know he was advertised for a four-on-four match against the CMLL guys. The BCC were taking on, them on, so I'm not sure when that is. Um, I think that's in Mexico City. Yeah. So if that's a few weeks away, then again, hopefully, it is something fairly minor and, and not something that's going to keep Wheeler out for a while. I think Roosh is still injured as well. Yes, I'm yes, sorry to say it from him. But again, all being well, not a long-term injury. Just something that I think he actually picked that up during the the Continental Classic. Um the tournament. So yeah, hopefully I think he said cruiserweight classic then.
0: Wrong company, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: But um yeah. But yeah, hopefully uh El Toro Blanco is on our screens again
0: soon because everyone knows I'm a huge Roosh fan. Oh, we know. Don't worry, anyone that knows his channel knows that. Um we are going to be talking about uh, somebody who is will be making his, I suppose, official AEW debut. He's, he's had a couple of matches. Uh, that is England's very own Will Ospreay. Uh, just finished up here at the weekend. Uh, met the guy. Can't say enough of the great stuff about him. He's going to be an absolute star. Uh, and, but obviously a big thanks to Will for everything he's done for British wrestling because, you know, we, we're talking about how great it is right now and how the, the British wrestling scene and progress and everything like that is on fire. A lot of that is to do with the stuff that Will Ospreay has done for uh, not only to the UK, but taking it over there into the States and giving and Japan, new Japan and everything that guy has done. If you talk about someone that you, you know, when you say how someone absolutely deserves every good thing that happens to him, it's that guy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: for me, Absolutely the best wrestler in the world right now. And as an AEW fan, to have Will Ospreay, to have Kenny Omega, to have Brian Danielson, and possibly Kazuchika Okada as well, under the same banner, the AEW banner. On top of all the other legends, Hall of Famers, young up-and-coming wrestlers there, it's, it's such an exciting time to be an AEW fan. There's some negativity that's going mm-hmm. on. I'm, you know, not particularly high on the product at the minute compared to where I have been in the past. Yeah. I said to you before we started recording, I, I didn't think it was the strongest dynamite this week, or certainly not compared to the week before. Um, but there's a lot to be excited and about. There's a lot to look forward to, you know, potential for Will Ospreay to to main event Wembley and perhaps even win the AW title. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, it's months away <laughs> yet, but uh for me a, a potential swerve osprey match at wembley is watering. um but as you say it's not just the uk scene It's he's been in japan <laughs> he's been in the states he, we've seen him at forbidden door we've seen him in aw in the past yeah uh, and i think he's going to have another another five star match uh with with his stable mate if you like Takeshita. um i wasn't overly i mean When Don Callis made the announcement, he kind Mm -hmm. of set it up and said, you know, sometimes brothers fight and he's going to set this match up. So it it made sense. And also Will Ospreay's tying up loose ends in Japan and obviously in the UK. You saw his match against Oku last night. So um, they didn't really have an opportunity to build too much in terms of a story for a match. Yeah. I suppose it makes sense from that. an AEW would want him on the, the revolution straight away. So it's going to be it's going to be a great match. It's interesting to me what happens in the follow up to that. Whether Osprey is going to remain with the Don Callis family, yeah. Mark Davies also makes a return to join Carl Fletcher, and they all stay part of that family with Will Hobbs and you know, as I say Takeshta, or whether Will Ospreay goes out on his own, or you know, be interested. I don't think he needs a faction, a stable. I think he's quite capable and he could be a real top babyface on his own um, or whether he's going to stay with the heelish Don Callis family. So that that's interesting. I think it's going to be as a standalone match, it's going to be great. But it's what comes yes. out of that that I'm really interested in that might tell us the the short term future for Osprey for and AEW.
0: Yeah, definitely so. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with the match. of The match is going to be awesome. Interesting the way the story pans out. It was quite, I was quite surprised by the announcement uh, of the match initially. You say Don Cales that they're all together. So why would they do that unless there was going to be a payoff? I.e. Osprey potentially going on his own. Don't know. Um, do you think now? Obviously, Osprey's finished up over here. He's finished up in Japan. Would you have him on Dynamite, say this week or next week, or would you savor his debut solely for Revolution?
1: I'd just bring him out at Revolution, but what I what I personally do, I'd sow a bit of dissension in the in the story. Mm. Uh, I'd have Callis saying that he's been trying to get in touch with Will Ospreay, but he's not picking up his calls. Yeah, or you know, but he's probably just because he's in the UK and the time different. Something you know to that effect that yeah. Ospreay hasn't been in touch so when when he turns up at revolution you're unsure of which way it's going to play out is he part of the family is he not you know is he looking to move on from the family now he's in AEW full-time being interesting one so that's what i'd do I, I wouldn't as much as i'm a huge fan of osprey i don't think it brings too much to the story bringing him in on dynamite having standing there with the rest of the don callis family yeah. i think just Hit hit his theme music, and you know the next time we should see him will be at the pay per view. All being well,
0: yeah, I hope so. Uh, maybe give him a two weeks to rest up because he's been busy as hell uh, recently finishing. Yeah, up.
1: it's, it's going to be a big transitional um, period in his life as well. Obviously, got uh, his partner and their 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 kid over here in the in the UK. They're not going to be moving over there, I don't think. Nope. So he'll be commuting back and forth, which is probably. The reason why AEW was so appealing for him because mm-hmm. we know that the WWE were interested. Not sure if there were talks or discussions or an offer made. Um, but I think the AEW suited his his life and his his family setup. So yeah, I, I would like to think he'll have some family time the next few weeks and then then kick on with the next stage of his career and say we see him as the best wrestler in the world. I know a lot of people do, stateside and in the UK, but it will be great for him to have a that opportunity on a on a global platform, um, on a television show that's beamed all around the world, week in, week out, for him to prove that. And for anybody that has been living under the rock, under a rock, or hasn't seen much of Will Ospreay, you know, they're gonna see the very best of him because he's still in his prime. Absolutely. I'm not sure his age, but
0: 30.
1: 30 well, there you go. He's got he's got another at least ten years at the very top of the industry. You know, at the very least, we've seen, we've seen wrestlers such as Sting in his sixties. You know, having his last match at Revolution. <laughs> Osprey is less than half his age, so it's an exciting, exciting not just for an AEW fans, for wrestling fans, because the the matches that we're we're going to see over the next few years featuring Will Ospreay, every single one
0: of them are marquee matches. Absolutely, and good luck to Will. We not that you need it, and I'm not that you care that we're saying it, but. Honestly, good luck, and we'll be following it. Definitely, every single week we'll be reviewing it uh, when he comes on, and we'll obviously go into All In. So we'll be and I will be there this year, um, heart on no heart, I'll be there, uh, and hopefully we'll see him win some gold. Um, I want to quickly just make a mention because those of you that watched Wardlow's match this or this this past week on AEW would have seen a very familiar face that somebody who we have had on this very channel uh barrett brown uh very very quickly was demolished by war well, let's be honest it was a squash match but uh yeah it brought a nice smile to my face seeing the uh bullet club war dog uh, barrett brown especially we, we we interviewed him cool and this is probably about eight months nine months ago and it, yeah. i when i saw him i was like i know you're probably going to lose this but i'm just so happy for him yeah
1: yeah it's great you know some some I'm not sure what the the state of play with um, Zach is at the minute.
0: Um, he does bring a bono at the minute.
1: Yeah, but yeah, like say people that we've we've had yeah. conversations with and interviewed on on our little podcast to be <laughs> on that platform of being on being on AW Dynamite, it, it's just fantastic. And you know he didn't do himself any any harm. You know, he, I think I think he filled the role quite well. I think. Everybody assumed what was going to happen, and he did. Um, I, I wasn't crazy on that segment, to be honest. I wasn't no. really sure why Adam Cole was at commentary, and <clears throat> he didn't say anything, and he left. I, I, I don't. I'm not really. I think they've dropped the ball to a degree with the, with the kingdom. Yeah, uh, the undisputed kingdom um as much as you know we mentioned earlier in this Matt Taven didn't do himself any harm and yeah. I haven't seen too much of him you know I've seen obviously I, I know at the time when he was Ring of Honor champion it was a little bit controversial and some people weren't behind it but I, I think everybody did appreciate that he was a good wrestler but we haven't really seen too much of him in AEW we, you know we've seen more in Ring of Honor um and he's been a bit of a bit part you know he's been a bit of a one of the goons you know as part of the devil storyline you know. Um, but we haven't really seen him go out there and have an opportunity to have a singles match. So I think he did pretty well this week, but my overall opinion of the undisputed kingdom, I think it's been very, very missable to be honest. I I just, it just hasn't landed. I mean, the stuff that they were involved in prior to the reveal with bullet club and the acclaimed, there's just never really been any payoff to it. Um, bit disjointed for me i'm not sure perhaps they're going with this story that you know adam cole's just back wardlow and he's expecting him to hand over over the title or a title opportunity at some point yeah. but i'm not sure what your opinion is of it but i i haven't
0: been a fan uh yeah i'm i'm very much like you uh i feel as if th- it was such a great build-up and yeah. even the, the reveal was great even though we kind of knew where it was going it was just a case of who was it with him um. and then it's just died for me and, I, and I'm really you know as you say Matt Taven done a great job or Taven Taven in the main event was really great with Orange I've just lost interest already and I don't know if it's because Adam Cole's injured and he can't do you know because he's the main guy in this isn't he, it's him, it's his yeah. group that it. it uh, and for me it just feels like there's nothing to it in a minute because he's not ready. And obviously MJF's not there either. And, and, and not that yeah. I, I'm in, in a way, I'm kind of glad MJF's obviously he's got injured. So he needs to take that time away and, and heal up and, and rehab and, and whatever else. But it, it definitely just died. And because there was yeah. no straight payoff, they didn't go instantly and, and target a check. They didn't target Joe for argument's sake. Like, I know they were working with Joe as part of the, 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 the storyline, but they never straight away targeted him or, They've just sort of gone, yes, I'm the devil, and then that's it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I want to see... And the the that they were do doing,
1: like attacking people, I know they mm. were under the masks before, but yeah, they just completely stopped doing anything of interest for me. Yeah. They, you know, they just come out in their T-shirts and they've, they've not really got too much of a purpose. And I know Roderick's going to be in a match against Orange at Revolution, so, yeah. you know, there's been... a a slow build towards that and quite a long build really towards that match. And I think that they'd probably argue that, you know, the involvement with Taven and Orange, that was all part of that story. But I just don't think it's been told particularly well. Does anybody really think Roderick Strong is going to beat Orange at Revolution? I'm not sure. I don't know. A few weeks Initially, I just said yes. But just mm-hmm. the way that the story's played out the last few weeks, I'm just expecting Orange to retain them.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll kind of review it first. When they first got announced, I was like, I think Roddy's going to do it. But, yeah, you're right. I'm Now I'm a bit in the middle of this. It's I'm, got off the boil, hasn't it? Yeah, hopefully they can pick it back up and it will all be good again. But at the moment, as you say, it's it's kind of a fumble at a minute. And, but well, hopefully they can still put it into a catch.
1: What they were doing, like, back in the summer and the fall of, of 2023... Were a lot more vignettes and, and bits mm-hmm. and pieces involving the kingdom, involving Adam Cole. I know it was a different story, and, and you know, it was when Adam Cole first got the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a lot of stuff like that that kept the stories moving along. And I do think, in general, at the minute, AEW are lacking a little bit in that in, in terms of catching people up. When I watch WWE, which isn't as much as I watch AEW, mm-hmm. but I feel like. If you, and perhaps WWE fans that watch Week out will say there's too much recapping, but if you haven't watched or if you're new to the product, they do a really, really good job of telling you what's been going on and why. And I think sometimes of AEW, if I was a new fan and I just turned it on for the first time, I wouldn't have a clue what was going on. Now, I think they can improve in that department. I think they can have little video packages and and little continuity bits that just help, you know, help tell their stories, help pad them out a little bit more and help make make everything make sense a little bit more. Um, and I think that's what they could be doing. If they're not, you know, Adam Cole obviously isn't ready to make an in ring return, but there's definitely stuff that he could be doing, other than just sitting on the commentary at the commentary table and not saying anything, which is what happened on Dynamite. Certainly
0: did. Let's call it a fumble but they can still bring up yeah. the catch. Uh we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens with them. Um there was a uh, there was a nice time as Tony Storm and Diona Skip which was quite funny. Uh we will we, we, we'll yeah. gloss over that because their match is coming up in a couple of weeks and then we I think they're just building towards Mercedes coming in anyway. Um yeah. The young bucks um coming wearing their suits. I think one of them looked like the lead singer of Nickelback um during, <laughs> during the entrance. Um the, the interesting bit for this wasn't this. I mean, the match with top flight massive offence change from the Young Bucks. And, and I think that's going with their new persona. They're not going to do these crazy stuff. And to be fair, you know, they're 40 odd years old, you know. So the, the good thing is they are cutting down the offence. Um, But the more part of this was the interesting bit was the promo that Darby Allen cut, which apparently gained some heat. I don't know. That was just what we've heard. Um, Because he said there was at least, uh, back in the day, there was at least one EBP with his head screwed on. Um, that yeah. Cody, uh, um, but nevertheless, the young bucks are going obviously, Sting and Derby are going against um, the Unbucks at uh, Revolution, which was great. I mean, he did call it, I think didn't he sort of sound to be all friends wrestling as well? Or did he, he use that line? And I think that line was something that Cornette actually had used in the past on his podcast when he was talking about AEW. Um, but what, what about um, the, the just generally the the uh, young bucks, new offense going well with their character. And and it's nice to have that change in them though, isn't it? I absolutely
1: love the Young Bucks new characters. They've Mm. really doubled down on the the evil EVPs. Um, I think it's really Really funny stuff. I think some great heel work. I'm really, really looking forward to the match with Sting and Derby at Revolution. I think it's going to be a perfect send off for Sting in terms of the Young Bucks don't have a bad match on paper, but they don't have a bad match. I mean, I know some pe- for some people their style isn't for everyone. The purists, perhaps, don't um, don't want to see so many super kicks or the lack of selling. They always, always have great wrestling matches, and fans of AEW are huge fans of the Young Bucks. So I think to have Sting's last match is going to be great. In terms of what Derby said... Mm-hmm. Again, I, I think that's, I think it was a mistake. I really do. I mean, to to kind of cut a promo which sort of encouraged the fans to chant Cody's name. You know, I mean, WWE perhaps don't see AEW as competition competition, but AEW are the second biggest company in America. Yeah, you know, they are. You know, the the talent they've got, the finances they've got, the infrastructure, the fact that they've got three shows. You know, the fact that they're you know, book stadiums, and you know, for the second year they book Wembley Stadium here. You know, they are the second biggest company. Um, why, why, they feel the need to kind of, I don't know, focus on the top star in WWE rather than what they're own what they're doing themselves. I mean, and it was so avoidable as well. I had Tommy Dreamer talking on busted open about it, and very easily their derby rather than say the EVP. He could have said, I've got a boss that backed me, you know, yeah. and turned that onto Tony Khan. Uh, that could have been a Tony chance, couldn't it? You know, yeah. and all that was very, it was a very strange choice for me. And, and to criticise Brandon Cutler as well, I thought that was a little bit unnecessary. I, I know what he was going for uh, yeah. and it's right. You know, Brandon Cutler probably did only get a job in AW because of his friendship with the Young Bucks. Um but I, I, I don't know. Didn't I? Didn't like it. I would rather he hadn't have said it. And as I say, I would rather he would have just changed a few words, as Tommy Dreamer said, to get the chant, the crowd chanting for AEW. Or he could have even said Kenny Omega. You know, he he didn't have to go there. Um, and I, I just don't understand. I don't understand the the need for it, to be honest. What what, what did you think when you heard the AEW fans shouting Cody after?
0: I just kind of think that, I know you said that WWE uh, probably don't class AEW's competition. I just think they just sat there with a big grin. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it, it's not what, you, it, it's not about competition anymore. It, it, AEW, and it shouldn't be about a war and it shouldn't be about, you know, one putting the other out of business and it, we, we've gone through all that in the past and people seem to forget that, When you just had one, it was bad. Yeah. And look, look, fans will be fans. Fans will love AEW, will love AEW. Fans will love WWE, love WWE. I'm not going to get into the tribalism bit because it gets on my nerves. But when – W, I I always – I think they use this line in the attitude era: When one show used to say things about the other, you were kind of basically paying them a compliment yeah you know something along those lines and I, I didn't think it was necessary I think you, you said was right they could have tweaked that you could have tweaked that line you could have said Tony Carr could have said Kenny uh, but maybe you know as you say I get I get why he said it I just think and especially of all the stuff going on with with Cody wrong time to even yeah. go and say it wrong time big time wrong time
1: yeah and and In his defence, in Derby's defence, in ASW's defence, they are very honest and upfront with stuff like, you know, they won't, they don't insult the intelligence of the fans. So perhaps that's what he was going for. You know, he he kind of, by alluding to the situation and the fact that he got a job Mm -hmm. and it was because of Cody, people knew the truth of the matter. So he didn't want to, he didn't want to spin it so that it was something that was untruthful. Um, And maybe he never expected I mean there there was always the risk as well you know when Cody was in AEW um he got booed a hell of a lot towards yeah. the end we don't know how much that influenced his decision to leave or you know we we don't we just don't know it's speculation but he could have got derby booed you know it could have had the reverse it could have had the opposite effect you know when we mention of Cody even like not even mentioning by name just exactly what he said could have led the audience the AW fight for to boo Derby, which again would have been problematic given the fact that the young books just attacked Sting and the sun. And there was no mention of it. You know, the, it yeah. was quite a despicable act at the at the end of last week's dynamite for yeah. books to appear with baseball bats, took out Sting, took out Derby, took out Sting's lads. Um there was no mention of it and I would rather Darby meant talk about that a little bit more than what he did actually reference in terms of the Cody stuff. So, yeah, strange one, but really looking forward to the match. Really yeah. enjoying the Young bucks' you know, changing personality. And, yeah, it be interesting to see once that match is done and just we know we're not going to get a rematch or anything. It's not going to be yeah. like a, a long story or a, a series of matches. Um, either way if sting and derby win and relinquish the titles or if they lose and the bucks take the championship um it'll be interesting to see what's next for the bucks as well um because this the, there's so much stuff they can do with it there's so much material there's so much potential um for this version of the young bucks um you know to to go against you know young teams established teams revisit feuds FTR, you know, there's a lot of stuff there that I'd be definitely interested in seeing the young books, um, in over the summer. Indeed,
0: me too. And we won't have long to find out. Two weeks. Is it a week Sun, a week Saturday or a week Sunday? Uh, I can't remember. One of the two days. Oh. I mean, third. I think it's a week Sunday.
1: I've I've got to admit, I did think that they left it a bit late, and Sting and Derby could have perhaps had the titles yeah. longer. Mm. But I'm going into Revolution, and I'm not sure which way it's going to go. Um, hopefully we'll get a chance to do a prediction show before revolution um but right now I I, I can't tell you which way I'll go with it because as I say I am I'm, I'm under no illusion that this is things last match I I think yeah. the you know the amount of time they've built towards it now that I mean the announcement was made November time I think it was um certainly you know before Christmas so to go back on that now after it I, I just don't think they're going to do that. I think it is legitimately Sting's last match. Yeah. But I don't think that means that the books are just going to win the titles because of that. Um, you could certainly see Sting going out as a winner and relinquishing the titles on, on Dynamite. Because just because he's not wrestling anymore doesn't mean he can't appear. Exactly. And I'm, sure, I'm sure there'll be some kind of goodbye on Dynamite following Revolution. Regardless of which way it goes. But but yeah, I'm, it's a, toy, a coin toss for me at the minute, mate. I'm not sure who's going to win that match. And that's yeah. that's what I really enjoy. That's when for me wrestling's at its best when you're going into these particularly pay-per-views and premium live events and WWE and, and
0: it's unpredictable. It's It's not a guarantee who's going to win. Exactly that, and yes, of course, we can find time for a prediction show, Dave. It's the week before the... We'll, find, we'll find time for it now. You've mentioned it, but we'll definitely find time for it to go on. Um, Rampage now, yep. um, I kind of mentioned this before that was sometimes less is more, and, and and what have you. And um, Rampage was really marred this week, um, by a, a, another in well an injury during a match. Um, So the first match actually on Rampage was Sammy Guevara, Jeff Hardy, no DQ. Um, It didn't, I mean, the highs have been going on a heel turn-ish run. hadn't been on Rampage, I don't think, for a couple of weeks. This match gets announced, no DQ. And generally, I think Jeff's matches now need to be like that anyway. Um, But during the match, Sammy Guevara goes for, I think it was a sent-on or a 450 off the top rope. Yet yeah, knees Jeff Hardy. You can. It's clear as day. It goes straight into his face. He's out for the count, and he's legit, legitimately knocked out. Yeah, broke his nose and broke his nose in the process. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it was the same referee that was in charge of another match that happened. This happened to an A2, I can't remember, but the referee. The, the match and it, continu- it continued, and it was and he'd done a medical check and all of that stuff, and the match did continue. It was very rushed at that point, and and the, and so Sammy went on to pick up the victory. I have a big problem personally with that match continuing, and yeah. I don't care what any, even if Jeff gave him the yes or it, you know, I, I'm not, you know, the moment that move had hit, I'm calling that match off because I know that there's something has happened that there was a landing there. It looked awful. Jeff Hardy is out for the count. And you can tell, in my opinion, that match should not have continued any further than it did.
1: Couldn't agree more. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and not only was the you know, was it quite obvious and quite apparent yep. that, the ref was looking right at it. I can't remember what ref it was. But the, there was blood everywhere as well. Because as mm-hmm. I say, Matt Hardy confirmed on his podcast that um, he, Jeff was going for more tests, but he had broke his nose for the first oh, yeah. time. Believe it or not, Jeff Hardy never broke his nose before. <laughs> That's quite amazing, <laughs> really, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Matt broke his, I think he said five or six times, but Jeff had never broke his. So there was a visual sign as well that something had gone really drastically wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think for the ref to, to kind of call a, a knockout or, you know, would be an easy thing to do. And Jeff could get yeah. that attention When when it comes to head injuries, Um, there's just not a second to lose, yeah. Um, So, I couldn't agree with you more, mate. Um, I think Sammy's getting a a bit of flack online as well because he's been involved in a few of these kind of injury situations.
0: Funnily enough, he had one with Matt Hardy, yeah, years ago. That might have been the match I was thinking of, you know, when they continued that match when they shouldn't have done it. Might have been that very match, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Matt's head hit the concrete, and I said it wide,
0: didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. You're now. No, it was that match, and I think that match should have been called off, and that could that continued.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I don't think Sammy Guevara is dangerous, in my opinion. It's one of it's a high risk move. Um, exactly, the placement was slightly off, and I, I know Jeff has raised his knees for to come to the 450, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure a 450 to be counted with raised knees. I'd, ra- I'd rather Jeff would have moved out of the way. Yeah. Um, but I'm no wrestler or producer. You know, they know better than me, but I, I think maybe it could have been avoided if they'd have simplified that rather than raised knees. I think if a splash or something like that. A frog splash, just a top rope splash mm-hmm. can be counted with knee. When when you've got 450 and you've got two revolutions of somebody yeah. above you in the air, I don't know. A, a knee in the wrong place there could have been, you know, drastically caused a drastic problem for Sammy. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunate, absolutely an accident. And um, we wish Jeff all the best with his recovery. Hope he's not out for too long because this story with the heel turn, it is actually, you know, starting to hot up a bit and yeah. there's some intrigue there as to see what way the Hardys go. You know, we haven't really seen a heel Hardy Boys before. No. We've seen. Jeff as a heel, we've seen Matt as a heel, we've seen different things and different promotions, but to see them as a heel tag team, um, I'm not so sure that we've seen too much of that um, Mm. or or that at all. Um, So hopefully he's not out for too long, um, but yeah, totally agree with you, mate. Matt
0: should have been stopped as soon as it happened. Definitely so. Bigger and better things. Last few weeks, and I think even last time I spoke to you, I said AEW need to do two things. One, Give Queen Anamata a win and two, sign her, they've done it both. Nice. <laughs> she won on Rampage uh, this week against Anna Jay. She got signed properly by AEW. Thank God for that. Um, richly deserved. She's been a highlight of Rampage to be honest. I know she's been on the other shows as well, but predominantly, she her matches have been on Rampage. Great to see her get the win, and uh, obviously, a really great news that she's signed permanently of AEW.
1: Yeah, and, and you know we're expecting Mercedes Monet in a. Um, at big business. Mm-hmm. But I think Queen Aminata is absolutely one for, not just the future, one for the present. You know, we've seen a lot of her in recent weeks. And I think it was such, it must have been such an easy decision for Tony Khan to offer her a contract and get her signed up. Similar to Brian Keith, you know, two two performers that have come in and really, really impressed a lot of people and slotted straight into the roster. Uh, And I was glad she picked up that elusive first win because, as you say, we saw a lot of her, but she's had her shoulders catering down to the mat for three more often. Well, on every occasion, I don't know if she's submitted, but she hasn't won a match, but she has now. So obviously she she can kick on from that and we can see her, if not in the women's title picture, in the TBS title picture, when Julia comes back, she's somebody that definitely, you know, is, is a star in the making for
0: AEW. Definitely so. Um, there was a little bit with Angelo Parker and Ruby Soho. is taking on a drink next week on Rampage. That's going to be... Um, Brian Cage and Hook as well next week. I don't know if that's going to be on a Dynamite or Rampage or, or, or Collision, but that's happening next week, which would be an interesting one.
1: Well, we've um, got the
0: six-man next week, haven't we? We've got yes. Joe,
1: Swerve and Brian Cage against Hook, RVD and Hangman.
0: And funnily enough, Hook's being advertised for the four twenty. Uh, show uh' on the 20th of April and if you know what 420 mean you know why it's funny and you know why rvd has been announced but yes that six man uh, has been announced as well uh, also uh the main event this week it was a bit of a cluster bang banks is a gang dark order Jay lethal J- satnam signature J- I mean this was just a this was just a match to get everyone on the card wasn't it <laughs> a match I think so I think so uh, again
1: similar to the undisputed Kingdom Bang Bang a Gang. You know, yeah, yeah. seemed like a. I I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I thought it was quite funny, and I didn't mind it when they joined forces. But as you say, just. I think a more interesting story would be them going against each other, and yeah you know maybe that's what we'll we'll get, or we we'll get some kind of unification for the trios titles. Um, yeah. I, I agree again. I agree. I've agreed with you a lot tonight, but just an excuse to to get them on the card without any great level of storytelling. And as I say, I think that is a byproduct as well of not paying off the undisputed kingdom feud. Yeah. It's made, isn't it really? You've got, you know, you, the six of them, but if daddy Ask kind of takes a backseat for the terms of that feud, you've got, You've got five on five potential when Adam Cole's back. You've got, certainly got four on four potential right now, and we just haven't seen it. You know, whereas Wardlow, the Kingdom, and Roddy against the Guns and the Acclaimed, for example, or uh, yeah, a bit lackluster. I don't. We've obviously missing Juice as well, mm-hmm. and I think he's a huge miss actually. I, I've really yeah. missed Juice. Um, I, he, he he was one of my favourite performers. Um. And I'm looking forward to him coming back. So maybe maybe the injuries have really disrupted a lot of the stories because they were doing a much better job. But I just think last few weeks it's been a bit disjointed. I don't understand why Hangman's teaming with RVD and Hook. I, I thought that he turned heel. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't a kind of, you know, a double cross or anything like that. But I thought that match with Swerve, we saw like an organic double turn where Swerve was a face, but... When he's in a heel group, I suppose that's problematic. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony heals. So the heel and face dynamics are out for me as well. So again, I don't want to be too hard on the company that I love, but (laughs) um, there was just a lot of stuff on last week's Dynamite and in the last, you know, yeah, the last week or so that I just think they can do better. And I would love them to get somebody like a Scott DeMore in to To help with the create creativity, I think, I think now is the time. I think that or, or Tony Khan is to kind of relinquish a little bit of the control. Um, he's got people in place there. He's got some great wrestling minds, but I think to bring Scott Demore in in a creative capacity could be game changing for the company.
0: I don't know whether you are a mind reader, Dave, but I was literally going to say before we sign off. Of the show, and before we finish talking about AEW, and this wasn't AEW related, you brought it into conversation perfectly, so you must be really good at mind reading today. Um, what was your because I spoke about it on the impact review I done uh two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago. I haven't done the impact review yet this week, so yes, it would have been two weeks ago. Uh, Scott DeMore leaving, um, TNA. Uh, wrestling uh, th- there's been some things about it he was trying to buy the company they weren't going to pay the monies and in, in, in the right areas that he, he thought obviously we don't know the ins and outs truthfully and and we don't know how i mean how big of a loss is we know apparently talent have sent a letter in to to, to 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 tna to say you know uh we want him back and, and all of this stuff you mentioned him going to AW, but what was your original thoughts? I know you messaged me when you saw it, but what was your original thoughts on, on him actually leaving TNA? I was hugely shocked. Hugely, hugely
1: shocked. I think Scott DeMore has been a paramount in, in the st- strong, you know, the past couple of years, really, in TNA. They've really, you know, put on some good shows, some good stories, you know, really steadied the ship because there was a time when we thought they might be disappearing and the company might yeah. be, you know, no longer existing. And I, th- I just thought he'd been instrumental in that. It seemed like the talent, as you say, if they've wrote a letter, in, or it certainly yeah. felt like the talent was absolutely behind him. Uh, I spoke to decay um, a yeah. few weeks back and, and, um, you know, they had really nice things to say about Scott demore as well. And they just, the overall feel, the locker room, the people that they've brought in, he's been instrumental in all of that. So I was hugely surprised that they would, they would sack him or, you know, yeah, they, they did, didn't they? They released Steminate, him. Yeah, same thing. It's just same what we call it over time. here in England. <laughs> I think, I think my mom, unfortunately, because of all the Vince stuff, um, I, I was a little bit, you know, what, what's happened? What's, is is yeah. something that's gone on that has led to it, which I, I don't believe that's the case, as you say, from everything we've read and any everything that's been reported from Fightful and other you know, respectful sources. Um, you know, there there was just a little bit of a clash of opinion, um, or difference of opinion in terms of what what needed to be done and what areas needed investment and you know how we wanted the company to to operate and yeah, at some point it's been the decisions we made that it wasn't you know was no longer. An option for him to stay in his position, which again, hugely sad. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he ended up back there. Um, but as I say, it was a, in a selfish way, I want I want TNA to absolutely prosper and keep going from strength to strength yeah. with or without Scott Demore. Um, but if he's not going to be there, then I think AEW would be a, an ideal spot for him. Uh, and as I say, I think I think AEW need it. I think they need that help in that creative department. I mean, some of the video packages and the different things that we've seen in impact over the past, you know, year or two. Um, just the way they've done things, the vignettes and you know, the teases with I mean the Eric Young one was fantastic as well, yeah. you know, when he's on the bike and just all of those little bits and pieces that we was, we've seen a bit more. We saw stuff with Darby Allen and Hook and we just we're not seem to be getting those video packages and those supplementary. Um, things that they can do to to help tell stories and, and I think he's proven that he's really good at that so yeah sad for TNA really sad for the TNA fans and obviously the, the talent there because they obviously thought a great deal of Scott D'Amour. Um, but I'm sure he won't be without a job for too long
0: Yeah exactly and I said the same thing on the review show and I say it now it's just let it plan out because the worst thing you can do for TNA right now is drop it it doesn't, you know. You need to give it that opportunity to still thrive, to still succeed. Yeah, you're a fan of it. You're a fan of it, no matter who's in there. And this isn't a, this isn't a hit at them or anything. I think he's done an, an incredible job. He was, he was absolutely fantastic. And I was just as surprised as you was to uh, see him go. Uh, but keep getting behind TNA. Keep getting behind AEW. Keep getting behind WWE. Keep getting behind British wrestling. Just. Get behind everything. The British wrestling, for the main thing, for those of you over here in the the UK, British wrestling is absolutely thriving at the moment, no matter what promotion that you work, what promotion that you go to, what wrestling that you see. Every time you are seeing the stars of the future that may well end up on those bigger companies, not say bigger companies, that's a bit of a disrespect to the British wrestling uh, community, but you will see the stars, like the, the Ospreys and people like that, and we can reel off names but you will be part of their early journey and to see them now to help British wrestling, to sell it out, to do anything that you can do to go and watch your local wrestling companies, watch the stars of the future be made over here in the UK and obviously enjoy wrestling in general. uh, We,
1: we, the British wrestling has produced some incredible national stars, but then they get those opportunities in TNA and AEW and WWE. They become worldwide stars um it's just the way it is it's kind of the food chain in wrestling you know it, it is it is a kind of aspiration for a lot of british wrestlers to go over to the states and establish themselves there or, or japan you know which is exactly what we lost did mm-hmm. um as you say going back to, to to tna it's just one person that's left and, and yep. the company's still in fantastic shape and the roster they've got is incredible there mm-hmm. so Absolutely, will be supporting TNA and 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 hopefully, as you say, if, if there is some kind of resolution with the Scott to Moore situation, hopefully everyone can move on from it and the company doesn't suffer and and they keep going from strength to strength because they've done such a great job and I I think really now they're they're at the stage where with a bit of investment and you know that they perhaps are competing with with AEW you know they they're on you know that type of level potentially you know they, they've they've haven't had the Tony Khan billions in the bank haven't they no. but they've, had to, they've had to build things up slowly and and be quite shrewd and get the right talent in but they've done such a great job and uh, and impact is a is a highlight of a lot of wrestling fans week every each
0: and every week send so, highlight one of my week my yeah. week anyway um anyway uh let's finish up uh, with some guests that we've got coming on uh this week we're going to be a part of the one-man band or at least he's going to be coming a part of us uh, for a couple of uh, couple of hours or so. Uh, Heath Slater, Heath Miller, whatever you want to call them, he'll be coming on the show. Uh, I've got some nice bits to talk to him about. I've got a theory I want to run past him as well, uh, which would be interesting. Uh, obviously, we've got the usual uh, review shows. I've already mentioned a lot of times on this show already. I'm going to myself and Rachel be at Twisted Metal for at least it's Progress. This week's a Progress Wrestling, get yourself down to there. We've got. uh, We're doing now doing superstar spotlights, which is where we give a spotlight to an up and coming UK independent wrestling talent. Uh, The first one of those uh, will be going out this week. Actually, with um, uh, Dow Thompson, he'll be uh, coming. He'll be going on Dow Johnson, sorry Thompson. Jesus Thompson Johnson. Dow Johnson will be going out on Wednesday. we will also be doing a ringside view uh, next week. That'll be Slam Masters, who get ready to go to back to the banking hall with uh, former WWE superstar Leo Rush, uh, which will be a great show. Get yourself down there. 50 tickets remaining for that, so get yourself down to the banking hall in Cardiff. I will be there, just not at that show. Uh, I will be attending another show that they'll be doing in Cardiff uh, later on in the year. Uh, on top of that, our interview with, which was a great interview by the way, uh, with ODB uh, former Knockout uh, champion will be airing next week as well she was a bundle of fun, she hasn't changed one bit from what you see on uh, on TNA so that was a bundle of fun, uh, but the next Superstar Spotlight coming up we will be interviewing is uh, David Francesco uh, he's a Revolution Pro talent at the minute and an independent wrestling talent, uh, also then Superstar Spotlight after that will be a man that had an incredible match with uh, Luke Jacobs this week. Uh, J.J. Gale uh, will be coming on as well. Um, And then we've got some big, I'd say big, I don't mean that disrespectfully to to the people that I've just mentioned, but we have some uh, really big former WWE names coming on, Uh, none more so than the former Intercontinental Champion and UFC Hall of Famer Ken Shamrock, which is (laughs) going to be huge uh, one for us. that's going to be a really interesting crossover with UFC and WWE uh, and maybe what he's doing next. And now enough, what, when we talk about what people are doing next, only dropped a little hint on her pod on the podcast. So just keep a lookout for that next week. Uh, and then finally, the next one I can say, Sorry, there's maybe, yeah, there is only one left at this stage. Oh, no, there's two. Ringside View, we'll be recording another Ringside View uh, this coming Wednesday before Heath with the International Wrestling Network. Uh, Billy Wood will join us on there. And then finally, the last podcast I can say with an interview uh, to it will be that of the former multiple-time, ta- wherever he's gone, the guys won more tag team titles and people have won matches. Uh, one half of the Dudley Boys, uh, My Brother Testify, Yvonne Dudley will be getting a table at least and joining us by putting his laptop on the table and speaking to us uh, on on the show. Um, But Dave, as always, it's been fantastic. Chopping some wrestling up with you, my friend. Uh, Also, sorry, I will end this eventually. Uh, Ignite full throttle, April 21st. Get down there. Uh, James Ellis coming from Brilliance Country to take on Smashing Mike um, for our in the turnbuckle championship and after that we're going we're full throttle all the way to buckle up on July the 14th and trust me when i tell you when i said that the tagline was bigger badder better it's going to be that it's just going to be just that but dave thank you very much as always it's been great talking some wrestling with you we will do this probably again next week when we'll have collision to add to the mix but thank you as ever. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Guys, this has been an AEW. Well, it's been all kind of wrestling talk, really, on this show. Uh, but as it is an AEW related show, I leave the goodbye to Mr. Dave Robinson. Thanks, mate. Well, it's time to bid you
1: all adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang. And stay safe, everybody.